0: we're going to go uh, into our unintended series that I think is going to end this week. So this is message number seven, unintended series called Spirited, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 18. Here we go. Some of you are like, he was preaching on this last time we were here. All right, here we are. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 18. So we don't look Oh, you are there. Help me with everybody though. We don't look yeah. at the troubles we can see now. And I'm sure that most of you in the, in the seven services that we've been talking about this passage, you've conquered that. You no longer are distracted by the things that you're facing. Almost. Making progress. Getting there. Moving forward. How do we do that? By the word of God equipping us to realize that I don't have to stay focused on all the problems that are around me, that I have the opportunity to focus on the power of God. Now, what can I focus on? Well, I'm not focused on what's around me, the troubles that I see. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. And last week we talked about what, what happens when you're trying not to look at all the problems, but as you look ahead, all you see is a fog. And you're having trouble focusing on anything. Well, that's what we're going to pick up today. But let's, let's finish this passage. For the things we see now will soon be gone. How many are thankful that everything that you're fighting will soon pass away? Are you glad? These things are going to be gone. There's going to be a transition. There's going to be a change. There's going to be, there's going to be struggles. Somebody go, but Pastor Don, you don't understand how long I've been dealing with this problem. Well, you don't understand the length of eternity. These things, they're going to go. There's going to be victory. Power's coming. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. There's some things that we need to become focused on that will last forever forever there's some things we need to sow into and decisions that we need to make in the watch this now in the spiritual realm that will affect the physical world okay now when you start saying words like spiritual and physical some of you you'll get kind of wigged out about that now there's some really crazy stuff out there when you say spiritual all right one day Many years ago when Charlie was a little little bitty boy, I, I went to looking for him and I couldn't find him. And I, I, I was looking all over and I found him under one of the desks at work and, uh, and I was down at the radio station. And, and as, I, as I, I came around, he was sitting under the radio station and, and he kind of had his hands like this and he was going, hum, 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 hum. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm humminating right here, humminating." all right. <laughs> I said, huminating, all right, you keep that huminating up, all right. But listen, we don't... We're not talking about some spiritualist view on how to control the universe, but we're talking about a reality that what makes you different than the beast of this world is that God breathed the spirit into you. And when God breathed his spirit into you, it made you a spiritual being that we don't, we don't just deal with things in a fleshly way. And so the world is trying to figure out. The world is trying to decide how they're going to handle all the craziness and confusion that's happening all around us. There's viruses and uh, division and and, uh, no harmony among the races, all of these things that are happening. And the world's trying to figure out how to handle this in the physical realm, but they don't understand that it's not a, a physical power that they're fighting. They're fighting a spiritual battle. You've been trying to handle some things in your life, and you've been trying to hand them, handle them physically, but it's a spiritual battle that you're fighting. And because we, we live in the, the, the physical, we think everything has to be dealt with in the physical, but not everything has to be dealt with in the physical. But I will tell you this, that if you don't deal with the spiritual things in a spiritual way, it will affect your physical. It will affect who you are. Because what happens is we begin to bring negative things into our lives to try to compensate for the difference and the imbalance. Now, let me just tell you what I shared with them in the last service. In the last service, I shared with them how that when I get out of whack spiritually and I get stressed out and I stop looking ahead to the promises of God. Do you know what happens to me? I'm just going to be realized. Do you know what happens to me when that happens? I, the first thing I crave Is a Reese's cup. I knew I had a problem early on in my marriage when my wife threw me a Reese's cup. She said, you need this. It'll help you. (laughs) After I eat the Reese's cup, you've had something sweet. Now you need something salty. So then I crave Lay's potato chips. Now, after you've had enough Reese's cups and Lay's potato chips, how many of you know that now you're not only down spiritually, you're down physically as well? Your body can't handle all of that garbage you start putting inside of who you are. Can I tell you what one wonderful sister in the last service said when I shared that with them? She came up where She said, Pastor, I just want to help you. I said, well, what do you want? She said, the next time you want to eat those chips, just send them to my house. Come on, amen. But listen, I tell you that silly little illustration to say it, it's reality. That because I let something get out of whack in the spiritual realm, It starts pulling me down in the physical and then because of the input of the junk into our lives, it's not just Reese's and and chips. It can be alcohol. It can be things you're looking at you shouldn't be looking at. It can be conversations you shouldn't be having. It can be all kinds of things that you don't need to be involved in that you're pulling into your life. Well, I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm talking to you now. And you're pulling all of this junk into your life and you're wondering why you can't touch heaven the way you used to touch heaven. It's because you have stopped dealing with things spiritually and you're dealing with them in the physical world and now you're run down all the way around and so God's been sending us this message that says hey stop for a minute and realize that in order to get the physical reality of your life to where it needs to be you need to stop focusing just on the physical and you need to start focusing on the spiritual you need to focus ahead to what God's trying to do because listen to what I'm about to tell you everything that you're about to do has a kingdom purpose it has a kingdom assignment. Every decision you make will cause things that will last long term for your family. This is so important. I want you to get this. And we have to begin to realize that what we do will be will have effects for generations. I, I shared with them in the first service about a guy by the name of Obed-Edom. And Obed Edom is the guy that, that when David was marching the ark, and this is kind of gross story from history, but David is marching the ark all the way to Jerusalem from where they picked it up. And as he's marching it, he, all of a sudden they hit this crack in the earth and the, 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 the wagon shakes and, and this guy by the name of Uzzah reaches up to, to hold the ark. Remember that story? Anybody remember that? He goes, boom, stop. And the minute he touches the ark, he's been told not to touch the presence of God. But the minute he touches the ark, the minute he does that, the literal translation is he explodes. Okay? Can I just be gross? Ooza oozes everywhere, okay? (laughs) Horrible. Okay, gross. So David says, whoa, 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 I can't take this into town. Everybody will... So he says, "Put it over there in that guy's house." That guy's like, "Put it in my house." But while the press, my goodness, I just feel the Holy Spirit. What I just said. Sometimes God's trying to break into your world and you're afraid of what it's going to do when he breaks into your world. But you're going to be like Obed Edom because Obed Edom, well, I don't want that. I mean, my kids might touch it. I don't know. But all of a sudden, the presence of God gets in his house. So, and as it begins to move, as the presence of God begins to move in his house, they come and they finally say, We heard that you've been blessed on every side. Your, your, your crops are growing like crazy. Your family's blessed. Everybody's healthy. Everything's working good because you've got the presence of God in your life. The spiritual reality is changing your physical world. He said, We want that to go down to Jerusalem. So David comes to get it. And you know what Obed Edom says? He says, honey, listen, I love you, but you watch the house because me and the boys we're going to follow the presence of God And we're going to go down there and We're going to take care of it because these guys don't know how to take care of it yet And because they don't know how to take care of it yet They might mess up and the whole city might blow up He said we're going to go down there and take care of it And the Bible tells us that Obed-Edom took every job that he could take He sang, he cleaned, they opened the doors He and his boys watched the house of the Lord, the tabernacle, and then ultimately the temple For hundreds of years in the future Why? Because somebody made a decision that said I'm going to stop trying to make my life better in the physical and I'm going to get after the presence of God. And if in our generation we stop fighting and fussing and, and typing and fuming over everything on the planet and make our decision, we will touch heaven and we will see God. Then God might move it away for us that follows us for generations to come. But the problem is we we, we physical beings in a, trying to Fight physical problems but we're spiritual also and we realize we forget what the Bible says it says you don't fight flesh and blood but you fight the powers of darkness and spiritual authorities in high places the enemy is out to destroy you and you think the enemy is your coworker. you're like oh my gosh they're the problem God First service, I made this statement really before I thought about it. I said, you think your mother-in-law is your problem? And my mother-in-law was in the room. I got a raised eyebrow I changed the story. Come on now. (laughs) You feel like your spouse is your problem. My wife hates this story I'm about to tell. (sighs) Because she never gets to share her side of it. And you're not going to get to today. Unless you take the mic away from Pastor Danny. But here's the story. There's a rare occasion. I want you to mark this down. There's a rare occasion that when we're arguing. That I'm right. Rare. This is one of those rare moments. She was wrong. Most of the time, it's my fault. You see what I'm doing? I'm softening the blow of this right here, all right? It's my fault. Somebody's like, start preaching, Pastor. You're digging yourself in. Listen to me. She was upset, hurt, and had become bitter over something. And it was just bubbling out of her. So I thought the way to solve that was to show her the error of her ways. Which was like igniting a stick of dynamite. We started fighting. I know none of you have ever done that. But as we start fighting. I could not get through to her that she was wrong. I mean my rationale made so much sense. So. We get in the car and she's like I don't care. This is the way it is. And I just. I don't know what it was. It must have been the kingdom of heaven itself. Caused this mouth that never stops moving to lock down. And I just shut up. Now the distance from my driveway to Georgia 400 is about a quarter of a mile at best. At best. Backing out of my driveway, this is what I started doing. I stopped fighting her in the flesh and I started praying for her in the spirit. And I'm just praying for her. And I'm not praying, God, get a hold of her and show her the error of her ways. I'm like, Lord, minister to her. Let your grace come upon her. Help me be a better husband so that I can minister to her the way that she needs to be ministered to. Because, Lord, she's, she's, this is, and it was sin. It was wrong. And I was praying. Not against her, but I was praying, God, show me how to be, how to fight the better way here. How to help my wife the way that I should. I started this prayer. She thinks I'm just mad and not talking. But I'm over there praying. I back out of the driveway. I'm praying. By this time, I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm just driving. And as we're driving, I'm telling you, listen to me very carefully. I want you to get the middle image of this. I turn right out on the four hundred. As I turned right out to 400, that little lady right there hauled off and hit me as hard as she could right in the chest. I said, what was that for? She said, stop praying. I said, what do you mean stop praying? She said, you're over there praying, aren't you? I said, yes. She said, I knew you were praying. The Holy Ghost is getting a hold of my heart. I said, good. And shut up. Kept Kept praying. Why do I tell you that story? Because if some of you would stop fighting everything in the flesh and start praying, your children would have revival. Your marriages could be stronger. Victory could come to your life like you never imagined before. God could do something. Well, Pastor Don, I'm afraid to pray. I'm afraid that my spouse will think I'm a hypocrite. They probably already do. Just confess it and say, I've not been who I should be all the way. I'm telling that to her. She's not even paying attention to me. Y'all saw it. But listen, I may not be who I'm supposed to be all the time, but that doesn't mean I can't start being who I'm supposed to be right now. And you begin to seek the face of God. Begin to realize the reason you can't see past the fog is because you're you're still trying to focus on what you can see in the flesh But you begin to pray in the spirit begin to pray in the power of God and you watch and see if heaven doesn't begin to move And see if your children that you thought would never serve God aren't one day Walking in the things of God and worshiping God beside you and faithful to the things of God and see if your lives Don't begin to change for the good and for the glory of God Why because what you cannot do in the physical God can do in the spiritual if you'll get your eyes on of all the problems and get after jesus amen how are you going to do that i'm going to say this really quick in closing listen to me quickly you need to begin to learn what you're supposed to pray and the way you're going to do that is by getting in the word you need i know this is radical but if you are a christian you need to read god's word sometimes like every day sometimes Does that sound strange to you? Do you know how many pastors call me and they say, I don't know what's going on in my life. And I say this to them. I say, I say, tell me what you read this morning in your devotional list. Well, I didn't have devotion today. I said, tell me what you read yesterday. And I said, I didn't have it yesterday. And I said, I can tell you what's wrong in your church. It's not your people's problem. It's your problem. I can tell you what's wrong in your family if you've not been in the word of God. I can tell you what's wrong with your jobs. If you'll begin to download the word I don't know where this I haven't told this story since I was a youth pastor it mean, has been a long time ago I'll never forget we moved to new county I wasn't fitting in it, it, it was a totally different culture I I mean we were from you know the city we moved to the, the we moved to Cumming Georgia and and it was it was it was not what I was used to struggling extremely Everybody knows me knows I'm extremely ADD you can't tell that by now. And I was crying out to God because I just didn't like where I was was 12 years old. And God led me to begin to read his word. So 12 years old, I began to read the word of God every night. I read 10 chapters every night in the word of God. I went from the only reason I passed the grade before was, was because of the certain kind of tests they would give you. Was, the grades were not there. And they were like, he, he's off the charts this way so we can't hold him back. He's probably bored and, and, and it, just, it just, it was horrible. To within one year of ingesting the word of God, to student of the year, it all changed like that because I began to ingest the Word of God. What I'm trying to tell, the reason I tell you that old old story from my life is this: what I did to feed myself spiritually changed me physically. You want God to zap, boom, bam? There, everything's changed. No. God's wanting to change you so he can change everything around you so that he gets the glory. You need to begin to ingest the word of God. And this one's going to seem a little harsher, but you need to begin to live holy. You need to stop going to places and sites and things that you have no business being in. You need to stop ingesting things that the righteous children of the Most High God should never put into their bodies. You need to change who you are and begin to line up with the word that you've been reading. And as you begin to line up with the word that you're reading, your physical world's going to change. The spiritual is going to change your physical. And can I tell you, and again, every service has been completely different, hasn't it, Pastor Danny? There was this obstacle in my life that was like a giant boulder. I could not ever move it. I was already the pastor of this church, but I couldn't get past this obstacle. And I don't know what God did in my life at that point, but I began to grow in such a way in Him that one day I looked over as I stepped over a pebble in my path and realized it was the obstacle that used to hold me back. Because I had changed. The darkness that used to bind me was now gone from my life. God had changed who I was. Now, I don't know who all is watching and I don't know everybody here, but I do know this, that all of us need what I'm telling you. God wants to change who you are. God's looking for you to look to him and to say, God, I've been too focused. Can I, can I just, just poll this crowd? How many of you would, would honestly say you've been fighting some things in the physical that you know you'll never win until you fight them in the spiritual? Could I see your hand? It's the overwhelming majority of people in this room. So I know we're on target, I know this is where we're supposed to be. God's speaking to our hearts. I want you to bow your heads right where you are. Those of you that are watching, if you're in your homes, of course, bow your heads. Those of you listening going down the road, keep your focus where it needs to be, but listen to my words very carefully. This is God's Word. That if you'll begin to focus on finding and growing in God spiritually, that the treasure of heaven will become the reality of your present day. God will change who you are. This series has been anything but planned. It's all been what God's been dealing with us about. Let Him change who you are. Some of you feel like you're about to cave. I feel this with the Holy Spirit. You're about to cave under the pressure. And that's because you've not been inputting the spiritual into your life. The next time that that drink calls your name, you need to let the Holy Spirit rise up within you. It says, be ye not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. The next time that Wrong situation calls your name. You, you begin to realize that everything I do must be done for the glory of God. Whatsoever my hand findeth to do, I will do it as unto the Lord. And if I can't do it for Jesus, I have no business doing it. That my words would edify and build up and not tear down. See, I'm beginning to add the word into my physical reality and it begins to change who I am. And I can tell you, as one man said to me, he said, Pastor, believe your own, your own words, that if we would trust and believe God's promises that God would heal our home, God can heal your home. God can heal your life. Father, as I prayed over these, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that's in them right now. For those watching God, that the power of God that is right there, right where they are, I feel Jesus. I'm just waiting on him for a moment. As You're focused solely on him. Holy Spirit. I don't know who you are, but somebody in this place literally feels like you're being torn in half. Something's trying, like your world is literally being ripped. I mean, God's speaking to you. I don't know who you are, but you really feel like you've been torn in half or being torn in half like, like the, the, the draw of this world and the, the draw of God and, and there's such a battle going on for your soul you are called you are chosen you have a purpose for the kingdom of heaven and if you will feed who you are spiritually walk in the holiness of the Lord grow in his word you will be made whole father I thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do for those that do not know you I pray Lord that they simply at this point would say Jesus save my soul and Lord, as they pray that simple, simple prayer, different than we normally would pray here, Lord, I thank you that the word of God's going to begin to work in their life. And Lord, your promises are going to become a reality as they simply say, Jesus, save my soul. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.